Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good people, and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dear Human Paradox. I am your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for once again joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. And for those of you that may, this may be your first time joining us, um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Um, what what we what we kind of have going on here is besides being something special is a collection of 26 health theories paradoxical health theories to enable human prosperity and we do that with the innate and inherent idea that every single human despite what their environment may look like despite what genetic predispositions they may have been given upon conception that they um have the ability to self-optimize and self-optimization is this theory that i came up with um, that you can take certain tools out of this vast sea that is human performance and improve your quality of life now obviously based on the user and how they choose to use that tool is going to uh, vary so i mean you can use a screwdriver to open a door you can use uh, an axe to open a can of soda I mean, you can use your teeth to open up a bag of chips. The tools are right hand and all depends on how you use them. And there are ineffective, there may not be a blueprint, but there are ineffective, ineffective ways to use these tools. And our goal here is to help others use these tools um, as effective as possible. Uh, yeah. So before we get started on this day in history, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> for those of you that may be joining here again, Thank you for your your continued interest and thank you for continuing to spread the word because by doing so, you are not just helping yourself, you are helping others and furthermore, the future generations that come after us because what is a life to live without making it better for those who come after us, okay? So before we get started, <clears throat> on this day in history, uh, April 24th, 1863, the Union issues the Conducts Code for Soldiers. Now, for those of you that don't really have an idea of military uh, law, uh, if you will, whenever, um, whenever a soldier, um, and I say that with big S, like a combatant, a, a, an enemy combatant, how about that, is captured, um, there is a certain uh, manner of treatment that they uh have they, sh they should be given now i say should because there are some countries that don't follow the code of conduct and they don't follow the, the geneva conventions and choose to do whatever the heck they want to right but we're not speaking to them we're talking of uh the civilized countries <laughs> and i say that civilized as in from moral standards so whenever an enemy combatant is captured right there they are to be treated um, with respect and dignity regardless of what their uh uh, intentions were. And, um, that is done because if the tables were reversed, you would want someone to treat your brothers or sisters or, or your combatants the, the same exact way. Right. So not torturing them or starving them or, or, you know, uh, doing, uh, moral less things to them because though they are the opposition, right. They are higher powers, uh, at, at bay here. And, you know, and in, in the most juvenile sense, they were, they are following orders, right? So the code of conduct for military forces just states like how combatants should be treated um, as at when they are captured 
as well as how you should conduct yourself if you do become a prisoner of war. And that's as simple as, you know, uh, not not selling out government secrets or, you know, not not um, taking better treatment and sacrificing those to the left and right of you. Um, and there's there's this whole concept that goes into this. But uh, almost 200 years ago, right, it was established um, during the Civil War. Right. Because as one of the bloodiest conflicts in in American history, there are some things I kind of went into that that. Uh, had to be addressed and it kind of set the pace for you know how we treat our the opposition and how we conduct ourselves uh, if we were captured in in certain circumstances right but i feel like the code of conduct doesn't just apply to military it should apply to everyone because as much as you want to say that it should only apply to uh military personnel right there there are certain circumstances and how how you should carry yourself uh every single day right it should be with some morality some dignity honor and respect for others right because the you are human and they are human as well so that's not even why we are here today but for those of you joining us for the first time i am definitely a, a history fanatic and what you've probably heard me say before in the previous episodes or if you're here for the first time i'll say it again just for the time being um in order to know where we are and where we are going we have to have known where we have been so I always start the episode with uh, this day in history um, because it's it's a fascinating thing when we can we can learn from history, right? Because I don't believe that history repeats itself. I believe that it recreates certain situations to give us the opportunity to make better decisions. And if we ignore the past or take this take take what has happened for granted and don't learn these lessons, then than the age old saying we are doomed to repeat it okay so that's not even why we are here today so let's go ahead and get started today we're going to be speaking on one of the paradoxical theories of gear economy and if you have uh picked up your picked yourself up a copy of the dear human paradox um on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, then you then you probably have gotten to this chapter already, depending on how fast you read. It's like Y A B C D E F G. Uh, was that seventh letter, sixth letter? Don't forgive me. Okay, <laughs> I've done so much in the past couple months. It's it's ridiculous. So if you have uh, <clears throat> no idea what we're speaking of when we talk about gear economy, right? It's this idea of making sure what tools you have at hand are well tuned and prepared right because um one thing i frequently say is even the sharpest axe left in the tool shed will rust so if you don't take care of your gear then it can't take care of you and that phrase in general is something that uh, we took to heart very much when i was uh, active duty military is if you take care of your gear it will take care of you and one of the most common mistakes that would happen from younger guys, whether it be in selection, you know, ranger school or uh, yeah, in the field or just in training is losing their gear, making sure it's not attached to them or not taking care of it or prepping it the night before. And <clears throat> this idea of preparation is is truly what sets some people apart. Um, many of the times we can confuse as humans that, you know, we can't reach the next goal because we don't have the proper tools at hand to get there. When really, if the tools that you have were prepared appropriately and well taken care of gear economy, uh, then the, the chances of you getting to the next level are, are in your favor. 
and that's always subjective, subjective, right? So I never give direct advice of this, that you should do X, Y, and Z, right? Because if you say everybody can take care of their gear, that's true. Depending on what gear you have, whether that's a Gucci bag or some sandals that you had to piece together for some reeds and straw out in the backfield, right? If you make sure that they're reinforced, then you won't have an issue um, or less of an issue depending on the manufacturer, okay? So, this idea, the, the, the paradoxical theory of gear economy is governed by preparation. And when I was active duty, we had this phrase that, you know, I still hold very dearly today. And that's uh, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. So six P's, but in the Dur human paradox, I just put uh, proper planning prevents poor performance because that's the most that's the most simplest uh, virulent form of the phrase that you can have, right? Piss poor performance is, is really subjective. And I mean, what is piss poor to one person may not be piss poor to the other person. So we just say poor performance, right? Subjective to the user. What does poor performance look like for you? And preparation is what separates a turn of the century army from a ragtag group of misfits, right? One, it has the chance of dominating the battlefield while the other is going to become target practice. But the same thing applies for everyday life. One of the things that, you know, that caused so much chaos and allows chaos to prevail is not preparing the night, the day, the week beforehand. Um, <clears throat> Through my experience, some of the most uh, effective athletes have not only um, had the, the the training factor, but even the night before, right? They they prep their gym bag. They know where their pre workout is. They know where their shoes are. They have everything lined up. They have this routine ready to go because there's some sort of simplicity in that, right? When you get up in the morning, uh, if your alarm doesn't go off and you're running late, and then you gotta rush to 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 get all your stuff together, right? I'm sure we've been there. You know, it 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 allows chaos to prevail. And to minimize this volatility, this 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 chaos of this back and forth, you know, we can use preparation to our advantage. And that could be as simple as knowing what situation that you are are walking into, um, even if it's the same situation that you've walked into for every single day for the past 20 years. There's still something uh, of effectiveness about a routine and about preparation. If you know what time you have to get up, but if you're 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 struggling with with uh, time management in the morning, or you're struggling, which time management is going to be a couple more episodes. We'll talk about that, so don't worry. We're going to hit on that very very hard. Okay, um, if you're if you're struggling with. Uh, uh, finding the time in today, right? You have a super busy schedule because I already know that's what's going to come up. Some people are going to use a lack of time as as an excuse and say like, oh, I have kids and, you know, I can't find time to work out and I have to do this and do that. But look, all that is is exactly what I said. It's an excuse. Right. And what I'm going to mention in this episode is uh, Marcus Aurelius. Right. Love, love the whole stoic idea. Love the philosophy behind it. One of the most powerful men uh, in charge of the largest empire at the time had the same amount of time as we all do in, in in a day, 24 hours, right? So there's nothing that you can say that's going to be like, that I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. You don't have time. Okay. So preparation is going to be the mitigation to all of that. If you have, if you have to wake up at five, you have to get the kids to daycare, you have to, um, uh, go to work for eight, nine, 10 hours, and then you have to cook and clean and whatever, whatever. If you can prepare as much as possible the night before, if you can, if you can prep the food, whatever that looks like, you put the kids cereal in a bowl, or if you can get up an hour earlier, prep your gym bag, then you're putting yourself at the greatest advantage. But like I said, we're going to talk about that later on um, 
in, in the episodes about time management. So as far as preparation goes, right, proper planning prevents poor performance. There is also another acronym. I know another acronym on top of that <clears throat> that will enable the most common man, the most common woman to really harness this idea of preparation, right? If we take it down to the simplest solution, Occam's razor, right? The, the simplest explanation is typically the most accurate. If we can get it down to this, to the purest form of simplicity, then the chances of using preparation to your advantage is, is, is just that in advantage. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that is where we're going to call it for today, because I just want you to introduce the concept of preparation and take some time, really, some, to give it some breath and talk about it a little bit more over the next couple episodes. But if you want to know what that acronym is that enables preparation, that separates uh, a sedentary individual from an enthusiast, an enthusiast from a trained individual and a trained individual from an elite athlete, a ragtag group of individuals from a turn of the century army, then tune in to the next episode. But until then, stay durable, my friends. Mm -hmm.